had a very personal episode. Yeah. And uh, you said I need to tell my husband before this episode is released. <laughs> yes. In that moment, I didn't have the tools to process what happened. I felt it was like too intense. And I said, okay, let's go to the Harry Potter experience and let's forget this, please, because I don't know what to do with it. And after that, things went really fast and I had a very long surgery. Uh, they were expecting me to be there for three, four hours and I stayed almost for eight. And I lost a lot of blood, so um, my husband was really worried about me and he didn't know if I was going to come out from from the surgery with a disability or... So I saw him so worried after that that it was like, he said, I, I don't know what would I have done if I lost you. And I couldn't say to him, you almost lost me. Uh, on the 17th of September. Mm. Um, yeah. But but after the surgery, um, uh, you know when you're in a relationship and you go through something like this? Yeah. Uh, one thing is when it's happening. Mm -hmm. The surgery and the doctor and you're you're like, okay, we're going to stick in this together. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where you feel like the relationship is uh, is worth something. And yes. it's, it's hard. Like yes. It's like we gave each other vows yes. and we're going to make this. So you go into surgery mm -hmm. and then you come back. Yes. And then you just, you're just a different person. How is that affecting wow, I think a marriage? Uh, that, is, that is a very, very big, nice hard question um i think my husband has he he met someone me then he married another person and then now he lives with a third one okay wait a minute he met one yeah you? the one the, yeah <laughs> when we met i was uh still working in this ngo in spain and we were uh, we work together in a project about uh, European identity and so you are more rights. like free and yeah. But when you said he married another, did you change yeah, before your marriage? I I believe that when we got married and we decided to come here mm. to live in Norway, that was a big change because since we met everything that happened around us regarding the situation in my family. And, and then you live country. back in Argentina? We, live, when you, we lived when in you Argentina met? together. Yeah. Uh, and that prior is a to very marriage. different culture. And that is a very different yeah. everything. Mm. And lots of changes happened. And we decided, okay, uh, one day we were talking on the phone and he said, well... Uh, if you are coming to live uh, in Norway, we can do a party maybe to say goodbye to our friends and blah, blah. And I told him, uh, okay, well, why don't we get married? Is it possible? Yeah, you come for a week and we sort it out. Mm -hmm. I, I will manage. And then I went, did all the paperwork and everything, and we got married in Argentina. We celebrated with our friends, and then we moved to Norway a couple of days after. 
But now you make the marriage sound very unromantic. And no, I, I've seen, no, <laughs> like, no, can not. we get married? Yeah, I can sort it out. The, the, I've seen pictures from, from your no, no, marriage. No, it was an amazing day. It was like the most crazy thing to yeah. do. We didn't have any money like to do a proper wedding. So everyone brought something to eat. And a friend of ours lended us her house and uh, another friend bought us yeah. the cake. Mm. It was like a great celebration yeah. in, in that sense. Mm. And a friend of ours took pictures and everything went like very natural. Yeah, so it's um, uh, important to say that it was a wanted marriage it wasn't something all the that time. you forced no all the time just because of the moving no it was the other way around it was like like a tongue-in-cheek moment yeah. like what, you know, what do you think Sh- yeah. shall we get married yeah like, and like, <laughs> let's, let's let's try and see yeah mm-hmm. let's uh, yeah it was unthinkable because usually people plan marriages for a year mm-hmm. and they save money and they organize this big thing and I was like running to places, trying to get the suit that I was wearing together. Mm-hmm. And I was asking favors to friends and friends yeah. were offering things. It was great. But, but then you said you changed. That was a change yeah. because I felt that, you know, when you see this, um, these fairy tales when they lived happily ever after. Yeah. It was a big change. And then I came here and I didn't know how to adapt to the culture. And I started traveling to make ends meet and to teach abroad and everything. So that was a different moment for Mm -hmm. me, like a very clear different moment. When I lived in Argentina, I said, and I had to eat my words after that, that I wasn't going to live abroad ever again. I mm-hmm. came back from Spain and I stayed in Argentina. I said, I'm going to live here for the rest of my life. This is it. I'm not going to move anywhere. Yeah, and you so, came from Spain. Yeah. And then you ended up in Norway. In Argentina yeah. and then to Norway. I, I felt it was natural. I really like this place. I think sometimes I like this place more than my husband because he likes the sun and he would live maybe someplace else. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. enjoy being here. But that for me was a change. And then when the surgery happened, mm, something shifted inside of me, but it's not just the traumatic approach to the surgery, which is understandable because it's a brain surgery, but my brain and body started to react in a different way. I was feeling things in a different way with a different Yeah, and intensity. this is what's challenging, right? Because this, this takes time. That's why I said the whole, you know, when you're in it, you Mm -hmm. just get the news and you're going to go to the hospital and then things happen all the time. But then after, then it's almost like when some people, you know, when people die, Mm. you have the funeral and everyone is supporting you and you get maybe a lot of calls and flowers for one week, two weeks, and then it's quiet. And Andreas had to deal with that by himself because I was just by myself. Our family is us and the dog. And of course, his family is is super supportive, but no one has to live with someone um, that is going through that process. It's just the people that live with you. Yeah. And lots of things were happening around us. I don't think that people realize 
how much the pressure for people going with someone going through these processes is it i don't know cancer any kind of big surgery or whatever your life partner is going through trying to sustain you the whole way who's taking care of these people when i think about this i have a lot of love respect of how much he was committed in helping me move forward when he saw for example you are going through depression right now and i was like no i'm not yeah yeah you are no 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 i'm not i'm fine i'm fine mm-hmm. i'm fine and no you're not and you need to start to take care of this because mm, you're because not fine because he he knows you and then he knows me like yeah. like no one else and sometimes we don't know ourselves that well uh, because we are in denial right and i was being a new me also yeah. it was like okay there are things that i can do things that i can't do i couldn't recognize my expression in the mirror when i yeah. saw my face yeah the expression was different it, it wasn't bad in a sense because for example people always said that i didn't that it was amazing that i didn't have wrinkles around my eyes but when i look up pictures from the past when i was smiling i wasn't smiling with my whole face so you feel like you you wasn't truly happy or you was smiling differently <sighs> you don't know the answer to that i don't know the answer to that oh. i guess i guess both in a sense but it was now i smile with my whole face now I'm like like with both feet in mm. in in experiences in life and everything so there was something physically holding me back mm. in a sense but it's very hard to commit to live with someone and then get that person changed like, what the fuck is going on i'm married another person who are you and what is happening here even though i don't expect people to understand this because not everyone will go through thankfully through ex- an experience like this mm. i recognize these things with people that go through in a relationship go through the spiritual path yeah or even other challenges not everyone needs to have like no, a deadly no, disease no. but no. Uh, relationships are hard for a lot of people and you have this happy maybe happy go lucky person and then suddenly something change or it's a death or sickness in family it doesn't have to be yourself and that can affect the relationship but do you feel like something changed in you and then he tried to help you and then you didn't want his help or how how is that no. dynamic when you come back from something like this he he always wanted me to stand up for myself I believe that is love. That is he wanted me to be independent and to be my like fully me. Mm. And that was since the day we met. I had been very independent and all that, but he immediately recognized which were the ties with my past or things that he says uh, you are being a little over adaptive here you need to be you can go full throttle and be more independent so when this happened he stayed like in the same mindset and saying 
you can do whatever you want. But in this phase, do you feel like you were reducing the expectations to yourself to not be disappointed? It almost sounds like... I was trying not to convince myself. I, I said, okay, it's, it's very hard to come back fully after this. I saw it. It's not mm. that I had in my mindset that I couldn't. I saw people uh, coming out of uh, surgeries very similar as mine and not being able to lift their left foot properly. Mm. Okay, because the way you explained the way your husband was approaching you is that mm. he wanted you to reach your full potential, yeah. the way you describe it. Every time. And he wanted that for you. Yeah. And uh, by by telling me that, it's like in that phase that you were almost not believing that you could reach your full potential. And this is actually a trap because you don't want to go for the full mm-hmm. ho- full thing. Yeah. You don't want to think that you can do the full potential you have because if you go for that, you can be very disappointed if you don't reach it. Mm-hmm. But that is the magic trick because if you can't imagine yourself in a full potential reality, that will never happen. So that is the limbo of, okay, so then you create another version that's below that and maybe you can cripple and then maybe you do some yoga with the limp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That was to take a very... Yeah, yeah, but uh, but it is exactly what I saw. Yeah, but it looked like your husband was like, no, you can be exactly what you want and then... Yeah, if you can't sleep, at night with um, with uh, extra pillows because I, I almost slept with no pillows and now because of uh, my perception of space I need to have like a very good support behind my head because if not I feel like I'm falling. S- lots of very weird things. And now I can confess it, everyone was safe in the room but yeah. when I went back to teaching I had a perception of space that I couldn't grasp. Yeah. I touched the ground with my hand and I felt at my elbow height that I was touching the ground. It was very confusing. So okay, I saw but my when, hand. When you experienced all yeah. these things, did this make you feel afraid of you changing forever? Yeah. Did, okay. I thought, yeah. well, this is it. This is what is going to happen. Yeah. I am now this person. And my husband said, no, mm. no, you're not. You. You can do things. And this is linked back to when we talked about thoughts are affecting our health and our abilities. And also recognizing this sense of impermanence that everything can change. When I went to rehabilitation and all that, the the doctor said uh, after a brain surgery, it takes between three and five years until everything is finally set. It will take you a while and Mm. you have this extra neuroplasticity mm. that you can use and try to change things. So the moment is now. But it will never... No, when you think of your arm, mm-hmm. you know, when you had lost perception of yes, death of and all uh, that, yeah. instead of thinking everything is impermanent, this is for now, you were in the state of, oh, this is going to be changing my life forever, right? Because I never felt that before. And when yeah. I was explaining that to the doctors, the doctor said, okay, yeah, the brain is strange. We don't know what this happens. You need to keep on trying. Yeah. Like really open-minded in that sense. For my husband was a a big challenge to see the ever-evolving thing and me not being able to navigate that thing uh, with with clarity because when it's the brain, it's not when it's the... I don't know, you have a lesion in your shoulder. We, we had been talking about 
how you strengthen your shoulder. And you can observe your shoulder and how it is. Mm. But your brain, you can't observe your brain. Mm. You change and you don't realize you change. It's other people that realize that you are doing something different. Mm. Um, and that, I feel, it relates to the spiritual journey. And my husband didn't go for the same things that I went through. But he had been always, and he still is, supportive of the processes and the things that I want to do. So he was more connected to the thought of this is impermanent and I will stand in this process. He was more connected to that with his fingers crossed. It's like, okay, let's hope (laughs) this is impermanent and this can still keep evolving and changing. Mm -hmm. I, I relate this to, I have a student that started to to study tantra and she said well she had been married for a long time and she said you know what uh, i don't feel that my husband understands what i am going through with this and that means that i am lost and maybe our relationship is not good because things are going to fail because we are going to grow apart because we are into different processes and i said you know what i don't think that is true because you witness what is happening with the other person. And I see uh, between my husband and me uh, how I was going through the brain surgery and all, and he wasn't part of that. He doesn't know what it is not to be able to wipe your own ass. And he was there, and he was supportive of the change. So I don't believe that two people need to go through the same thing to be aligned or to love mm. each other. I heard stories where they want to end the relationship because they don't want partner to be with them just because of pity. Yeah. Did you ever think those thoughts? No. No, because he... No, I'm lying. I thought about that a couple of times when I was feeling very disappointed in how things were going. And I said... He doesn't deserve to go through this because I felt it, it was a short time, right? And I didn't mm. do anything about it, but I had the thought. It was like, it, this is not right. He deserves to have a fuller life. Mm. I don't know if I'm going to be able to give him that. I think that he realized that I was thinking that because I started talking with him about something else and he grabbed my hand and he said, we're in this together. Yeah, and he then he moved away and he started to do other things like you don't need even to start to utter any words about this but there is a sense of defeat sometimes I, I would really like to talk about what you did to reconnect because you were almost on the way to divorce right yes maybe we can share or you can share a little bit of how you came back to where you are now yeah but we will do that in another episode okay that's great but thank you so much thank you so much